0: own right yeah, well, yeah. all right so what, here we are we're on there you go so now we're live um feel free to lounge you don't have to sit all proper he's a very proper person he's all sitting up straight look at me i'm like just slouched in the in you know what um there's somebody sitting with me and i'm not going to introduce who he is because if you don't know who he is you don't get you don't get to know who he is you, you have to you have to earn to know who this person is as far as i'm concerned. You should take the membership away. He's, yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> it's, it's, he's hijacked. There's actual star power in State of the Galaxies instead of me in my clown suit. So uh, let's see. So we can see who's here. Hey, whoever's watching right now, why don't you say hello in the chat so we can see. We'll see
1: all the different names up there. I don't necessarily know who they are. but you Well, know. let's
0: see. Settle it on the screen. That's Mike Sroka, oh. right there. And I think he's actually Skyped in. He could probably. Um I know... Zaz- Who's it? Zazkag... What's, what's your real name? I got it. Mooner. He says keep the tie on. John Brissy, the Combat King. <sighs> These are like... Does anybody use their real name? Uh, Don Atreides does.
1: Okay, that's one. Which, Just me.
0: Which I can't believe his last name is Atreides. I cannot believe. I still am stunned.
1: That's my real
0: name. This is crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, but basically, what, what I do... State of the galaxies as I try to cover stuff that's gone on for like the last two weeks because I do it every two weeks Mm -hmm. um, to sort of address questions. uh, And that's so so I happen to
1: be just the right guy in the right place at the right time,
0: yeah. So, I mean, so you'll actually I know because you don't you do not keep up specifically with the Twin Galaxies community on the site and all this other stuff. So, this will be just kind of a fun, you know, view. Like, hey, here's what's going on over there in the the big top.
1: Are we going to tell them some of the hard truth that we talked about in the other room?
0: There's always the hard truth, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's all there is to it. So what I'm doing is before I get fully started is probably as word spreads that you're on the stream, more people from the community will show up because you're more important. So... I want to let them get time to show up to the live stream before I, I start plowing through the stuff we're going to talk about. Absolutely. Um, and there's no expectation of you in this stream whatsoever. You can just, you know, chill. But if you do get uncomfortable, you can lounge back, lean back. Well, where's the food? I know. I'm so hungry. I haven't even eaten <laughs> today. I've had. I have like these little seaweed things. These little. You sound packs. like you sound like Walter. Yeah, yeah. Sawdust farts. It's like like, you just, just, just um, yeah, is Billy, you can of course ask Billy questions if you have questions for him since he happens to be here, but it doesn't mean he's going to answer. It says,
1: am I going to ask for a check on camera tonight? How do they know you owe me money? How do they know that?
0: I you, listen, as far as everybody's concerned, I owe everything. So, and, and owing the, you money would be no new surprise.
1: And, and where's the wings? You're right. One day I got to come here and I got to cook wings for the entire staff. Because a lot of guys are good and I'm the best. Are you? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I've not had, you know, i got to get to Florida and actually sample the source. Oh, no. The, the restaurant
1: wings are not good like the when I make them myself. Like personally? Yes, personally.
0: Do you, do you at least once a year go into the restaurant put on the chef's hat? I still remember where it is. All right. Yeah. Good. That's, that's the way to do it. Uh, all right. So I think we probably have some more people who have shown up. Um, do you want something to drink? No, I'm okay. You, you need something. There's like Arizona Ooh. stuff. Uh, all right. Mr. Mitchell will be back. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Mitchell, I have a Donkey Kong arcade machine over there that has no kill screen. It's the one that Wes
1: was playing on, the TGF. Yes, but is that the one Steve Sanders played on back in 1982 to achieve it? It's, it's million. an exact
0: replica of when <laughs> Steve Sanders set <laughs> 3. his Brilliant. 3 million.
1: Um, you, you know the line I always steal is the one you. You don't say legendary. And you don't say alleged. You say a
0: legendary. Alleged You
1: put the two words together.
0: It's it, Yes. Let me tell you, three million uh, is no joke. And one of the things that I've been talking to Wes Copeland about is to see if we can get him down here and set up a time for him to actually attempt to do Steve Sanders three million <laughs> points. Right? And maybe we can get you here and Walter and... and Um, Anybody else who would want to be here to commentate while it takes place? Well, what I'll save for that day is, I know,
1: I remember, and even Steve doesn't, the legendary level he got to, the legendary level he got to on First Man, how he died, where he a legendary was. (laughs) Legendary. So I'll save that for that night when we do it, but those are uh, secrets of the trade that nobody,
0: nobody remembers. But... I remember everything. All yeah. right. All right. So I'm going to move on, since I only have like 50 minutes, uh, to the special edition of the leaderboard discussion. You'll be at Richie Knuckles arcades Arcade, Zazkag. cag will be at Richie Knuckles Arcade tomorrow night. Shout outs to Richie and his Knuckles. Hope his arcade is doing fantastically. Actually, it is. Good. Because the man knows how to put an arcade machine together, let me tell you. Um, all right. So just a quick update for those in the rights game uh, campaign. Uh, we are days away, I think, from receiving all of the sweatshirts and hoodies and all the all the physical stuff from 86 Design. Um, all the in-game hoodies for H1Z1 went out. Um, the we're working on the Twin Galaxies Founders page because if you had contributed, your 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 name goes into a Tome that will not be added to, uh, that will be part of the permanent part of the Twin Galaxies website. So it'll, you know, depending on what the contribution was, have, you'll have a profile picture, it'll link to your profile, all that stuff. Um, speaking of profile stuff, before I forget, we are in the process of adding some functionality to the website. So there might be some funky things you're seeing. Um, Basically, when you go to your profile, it should automatically list all of your uh, achievements, your video game achievements, your your rankings, um, kind of like the IMDB. But I noticed that there's a bug where it's displaying in the wrong spot. If you're like, it'll be, uh, the engineers are sleeping right now, but they're going to wake up in a few hours. um, And they'll fix that. But uh, what we want is... When you go to, like, if we went to Don Atreides' profile page on Twin Galaxies, what you would immediately see is all of his sco- his rankings listed right there, um, and then you can tab over to his other stuff, like the blog and all this other things. And um, where one of the things that we're trying to get to, but there's other things that keep getting in the way, is the blog function is going to have this ability for you, for, for you to subscribe to somebody else's blog, like follow them and stuff, so you can build up followers. And then what they write in their blog will automatically show up in your news feed, so you can basically keep each other informed about your video game-specific stuff in a Facebook-style thing, but have direct control of who's going into your feed and who's not, instead of it kind of being like this randomly. So we're working on getting that in there and that way, we'll, we'll start to shift away from sort of that Twin Galaxies news feed that forces everybody to those, and, and it will be just more about the, what the users want to communicate with each other. Um, and then, just every now and then, if Twin Galaxy says something, it can hit the feed, but we're working on that. How do I donate to Billy? Look at that. You, you're literally <laughs> sitting here, and people just want to give you money. Well, they're a step ahead of you. It's, it's, it's that simple. <laughs> I just totally confused the stoner crowd. Yes, I know. This, I, I, look, I, I'm trying. Uh, okay, so let's move on. Leaderboards, PSI, ESI. What is it? Where are we going with it? What's happening? Um, what's the next slide? Oh, look at that. The, the, I, that's what I said. What is it? What is it not? What is it? Okay. So, to, in order to frame... This will be the first time since I'm going to spend the whole State of the Galaxies on this. I'm going to dive into this as as much as I can. And uh, what is the point of PSI, ESI? That's where you have to start in order for everything to make sense underneath that. Because I think the point of it sometimes gets lost. And so um, first let me say, if you don't care, like Twin Galaxies is Twin Galaxies as it was for 30 years. It has leaderboards and it has rankings, and the leaderboards have the rankings. None of that has changed. If you, if you, if one through ten, one through hundred on any particular, it's literally not changed. And the there is the maid service turning on a vacuum. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um. So it's important to understand that PSI and ESI are. Additions on top of what already was, and nothing that already was is going to be changed or has any intention of being changed. So, whatever attracted you to Twin Galaxies in the first place is still there, unfettered, untouched, and still being offered exactly the way it should be. Okay? So, what that means is there could be a bunch of you who really could give half a crap about PSI or ESI because it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, it's an extra thing. Okay? So, I just want to acknowledge that this is extra. Now, the goal of this extra is because what Twin Galaxies is trying to work towards is to create a construct that allows more economic opportunity to move into uh, the player base of video games. Okay, that that and it should, and that economic opportunity has to meet certain criteria in order for it to be facilitated. Otherwise, all you will ever have is a player who happens to play a video game that happens to be popular and then a marketing campaign associated with that video game. And so the economic opportunity will only exist within that for that brief moment in time. And therefore, longevity as a video game player economically can't be easily achieved. For everybody. You're talking about a super, super, super small group of people that get lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time on the right game. And so that's what the world looks like today. That can change. It can change if you can shift the whole idea of a good video game player away from a specific game to a generalized idea that uh, a good video game player is a good video game player and their lifetimes of accomplishments and achievements are building up. So, that's what PSI and ESI is baby-stepping towards, that idea. So, how do you do that? Well, I know from all of the different sponsors and entities and advertising entities that I talk to that objective quantification is incredibly important. It, it's, it, it doesn't matter. Like, the way that it works, when they get a marketing budget or an advertising budget or a sponsorship budget, and, and they have to answer to their bosses, and the bosses answer to their bosses, all subjectivity is removed through that process. They are looking at numbers, and they're corresponding these numbers to relevance, and they're corresponding that relevance to dollars. ROI. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, OK. So, what is PSI-ESI? What exactly is it? It is an attempt, it's a first step, at quantifying video game, quote-unquote, skill as objectively as possible. It's not an easy thing to do. And we're gonna, I'm going to get into ob- the obvious reasons why that's not easy. But remember, the goal of that objectivity is to facilitate... <laughs> Data accumulation that economics, those that get behind the economics, can use to support more investment into the space for the players. That's what PSI, ESI is, and it will continue to evolve. It's not a static computation. These are going to continue to evolve based on community feedback, sponsor feedback, feedback in general, trying to make it as good as it possibly can be. Okay, what exactly is it not? That is a very important thing. It is not, well, I think on my next page, it, it covers it, because what it is not is reflected in the community desires. Now, these desires have been expressed in a million different ways, but they can be grouped in, uh, in some of these ways. Now, this might not capture all of it, but here it's the, the, the essence, which is, PSI and ESI are not, well, PSI definitely is not capturing the idea of score quality. It's not representing uh, uh, any kind of differential between scores. It's only measuring the level of competition on leaderboards, and that's it. So score quality is not factored in. That's something that the community would like to see represented somehow in some kind of measurement beyond a single leaderboard because we already have that in a single leaderboard. And on a standalone leaderboard, you get score quality because you have not only placings, but you have percentages right by the placings, right? So you can see score quality already on an individual leaderboard. What you do not see is score quality across two leaderboards. There's, that's, that's the issue. And PSI does not measure that. It's only measuring competitive levels between two leaderboards, not score quality. And the community has in many different ways said, we want to see some way that could be addressed. There are other things that PSI does not address or look at. Inaugural scores, right? If it's only measuring the the amount of competition, well, if there's a leaderboard with no competition and you put something on it, you get nothing. There's no benefit or reward to that. Give an example. Well, an example would be like, Well, you get into these. You get there's a combination. There's the creation of a new track, right? If I create a new track for a brand new game that's come out, and then I put myself, I, I submit my score against it, I don't get anything. In fact, in the current system, I spend points, and I just I don't even get anything. Nothing for it. Other than it's up there, right? So, PSI is not designed to give you anything for that. Uh, it's only designed to look at competitive levels between tracks. So that is something the community would like to see. It's like some sort of something for doing an inaugural score. Okay. Now, this is partially uh, affected on the next thing, which the community has mentioned, which is PSI is not looking at barrier to entry, okay, in terms of a leaderboard. Because if all it's doing is looking at how many people are competing on a track well, shit, if the track is already hard to get on, like in Jesse Porter's case, a speed run, where you have to complete an entire game just to be able to put a score on there, right? Naturally, the number of people who can complete the entire game is going to be less than the number of people who could just play the game, right? So already, you're creating a situation on the leaderboard where there's going to be less competitors, And because there's less competitors, being number one on there, you're going to get less PSI points. Because all PSI is looking at, agnostically, is just how many people are on a leaderboard. So the community would like some sort of mechanism that can acknowledge that there are barriers to entry on leaderboards. And that idea extends into a more complex conversation because you're talking about difficulty. You're talking about whether one game is harder than another game right from the get-go, and should the system represent that in some manner? Somehow acknowledge that there is a... There, that games are different from a difficulty level, like just having to complete the game, or the game itself is hard, or whatever. So that's a... We're, we're going to get to that. So, community suggestions... There's been numerous of them. right, And they have revolved around trying to answer what the community desires are. right? Because they're looking at PSI, and they're seeing that it's not answering those things. So there's been a lot of com- community suggestions, uh, ranging from um, putting a max cap on what a game can produce value-wise for a player, um, to the idea of having a percentage differential. Uh, Representation between scores, right, or a combination of both of those things together. Um, It's been suggested that game categorization, right, Uh, for levels and difficulty groupings, um, is some is will help produce a method of of answering the the things that the community is looking to see, or even the ability to create custom algorithms so that you can compute your own measurement of all the different scores. All right, wait, someone wants me to say a name? Who? No, but. Billy, say you, my name? You don't. <laughs> you, well, what I want
1: to know is, what's their real name? It's you know I don't know. You know I don't know. But what's you know I don't know? What's their real name?
0: Hot. You, uh, it's, I hope the next, uh, hot sauce. All right, so we said you know I don't know. Because every now and then, you just got to say, you know, yeah. I don't know. Thumbs up to you know, I don't know. Now, what's your name? Put it up there. Takes 15 seconds delay.
1: All right.
0: We'll see if he puts it up there.
1: What you're trying to settle here, it reminds me when someone asks a silly question. Who's the best football player? There's too many different ways to measure it. Well, right. But, and, and what, what I'm trying so to get You're finding at, every way to measure it. But you honestly don't believe you're going to suddenly get up there and find the answer and settle everything.
0: The answer, from my perspective, is the answer that produces the greatest economic opportunity for the players in the player base. That that's uh, everything else is just for people to be happy and all this other stuff. But I, what his yes. name went in there? It's Dave, man. Dave, it's Dave. Dave. You know. But you have to understand the angle that I'm coming at this always is you have all of these players out there. With skill and talent, and they do not have a conduit by which they can actually reach economic opportunity by any real measure they at best they can go to a tournament and try to win the prize money there but if one example I, I give is if i 'm k jewelers and I have this really neat idea about having a video game person uh, sponsor them and uh, but I want to know who like the best Sonic the hedgehog player is, right? There's no real way to figure that out with actual data that supports that would that would make it all you can't it can't just be a group of guys say, oh this is the best Sonic player and then they then the the marketing person can take that up to their boss and get a check for twenty thousand dollars for this person. It, it's not <clears> gonna that won't work. So there there's what you want to get to is a way to bubble up those very specific kinds of things. They want a Sonic person why? Because Sonic collects golden rings, and so they can do. They want to do a commercial where this collecting golden rings, and they got, the, they, they got they have all these those options for companies do, does not exist. There's no way for for companies to even find these people at all. So, yeah, someone's asking
1: exactly that.
0: Right? Well, why would, would K-Jewelers want, to do, want to do a Sonic event? Right. Because they
1: collect them. Because
0: Because, right? It's like, K-Jewelers wants to get in front of video game players. They, everybody wants to get in front of video game players. How do you do it in a way that's relevant? I got it. Let's find the, the, the Sonic person. They collect golden rings, and we can have them run through our K-Jewelers picking up rings. And, and then we can say, and then when people say, why is he one of the best Sonic players? Well, now we can produce data. Here's data that says, boom, 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 boom and we can supply how that data got measured how how that got determined it's not as sub- it, when you when you let it be totally subjective it gets into a different area right so it isn't we'll get we'll get to that but remember the goal here is trying to produce a pathway for these opportunities and since since that's the goal everything that's coming in is being metered by that goal, right? Like, like, it, because some people have different interests in score measurement, right? They, they just want to, they, they, and that's fine. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Uh, what I'm saying is one will achieve certain things and another one will achieve different things. And what, what Twin Galaxies is trying to go for here is getting rid of the single video game as the main point of a player's worth and making the, what the player has accomplished across video games the point of worth, which then essentially makes the player the content. Now you, I'm glad you're here, because you are one of the rare people who has gone beyond a single video game and has produced value for the cumulative accomplishments that you've done in video gaming, okay? and, and so. And that has allowed you to be able to capitalize on that for a very long period of time, which is fantastic. But you are in the top, top, top 1.1% of people who have been able to accomplish that goal, right? And you had to do it without a construct. So that meant you had to be faster on your feet. You had to be a good personality. You had to be able to talk to people and do all these things. And and what Billy Mitchell is is a you are in a whole thing unto yourself right but not every video game player brings to the table all of those dynamic properties right and I don't think that economic opportunity should be kept from them just because they're not going to be as sharp as you you know in front of a camera or something like that I think wherever you would have applied your efforts you would have bubbled up to be you it could have been in you know beanbag tossing it wouldn't matter you you're a a thing unto yourself and that's great that that's not diminished in any way but there's all you know our you know our the community I've been in the video game space professionally since 1989 right or 90 so I've been I I understand like not everybody in this space is going to be you know a forefront person but man they there's so much I also know i spent a lot of time in um, marketing sessions with large companies. I know what they're looking for. And there's, there's opportunities all on the floor, all over the place. Not only for you, but for someone who doesn't...
1: Well, it's funny, what, what you made me think of when you say you create this character, when I, created the, when I got the perfect score on Pac-Man, at the time I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. They wanted me to send them a short video talking about myself and my life and what it was. What they were doing was taking a look at me, qualifying me as if they wanted to take me further. Have me go to Japan, speak to people, appear, be on stage, be with the CEO. And if I came across the wrong way, let's just say not me, they would have just said, oh, it's terrific, you did it, and they would have sent me a letter. Right. Instead, they made a lot more fuss out of it.
0: Right. Well, because they had to... But I
1: recognized it at the moment. Yeah. Well enough to do it.
0: They had to. So what I want to do is... Twin Galaxies itself can take a lot of the edge off of that. Much like the way an Absolutely. Olympic gold medal can take the edge off of that. Well, If you're an Olympic gold medal holder, okay, I, you know, I'm. It, you might not be the best public speaker, but I'll put you on my Wheaties box because yeah. you are an Olympic gold medal. The, the yeah. Olympic, the IOC has has created a yeah. a, a, a pathway, a buffer, yeah, right? Yeah, you can sit in Subway and eat a sub and say nothing. Yeah, yes. Just because you're a champion. Just because you're a champion. You and and so, so, but all of that has to be based on something. And there's, I, will, I totally agree that all of this is totally subjective, okay? All of it, from front to back. But you've got to understand that Twin Galaxies has to go into the marketplace and make an argument right. to these places. Now, and what I
1: hear you saying is you're saying this is totally <laughs> subjective. That means every decision you make, everything you put together, in some people's eyes, you're going to be exactly right, and other people are going to see you exactly wrong. Yes, for sure. And on the next issue, they're going to flop. Yeah, because
0: everyone affects people differently. Well, uh, and nothing will fit everybody. No No chance. But 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 what I hope to do is alleviate some of that by always reminding the community what what the goal is, right? Because in the context of the goal, maybe some of the things, the decisions make more sense, right? Because Twin Galaxies has to go in front of Nestle and make an argument why its players are champions. Okay? And it's a much easier argument to do that when you can point to, quote unquote, objective measurements. Right. Now, our, the choice of using these measurements is a subjective one. Right. The ultimate decision of, well, we'll measure competitive levels, Right. that's a subjective choice. But underneath that subjective choice is an ob- objective measurement. There's 10 people on this track, 100 people on this track. And I know, based on the way marketing people operate, right, they look at numbers like that with more legitimacy because it it speaks to other aspects of their job that they already have bought into. So, anyway. um,
1: Speaking to Racer here. Yes? So, you think you're actually going to create platforms for players to be showcased? Yes. Because some players simply don't have a platform to
0: be showcased. That's correct. Even though they're good enough. To That's have correct. One. You and, and you start that you start that with you're seeing that what like for instance on Twin Galaxies, now you have this profile page that will start to list all of your achievements right out, just like IMDB. Boom, 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 boom. So you know you go to since Donna Atreides is here, I'm just using him as an example, but you go to Don Atreides, his page, his his profile page, boom, you'll see everything. Right there, and that that automatically for Don to be able to, to send that to somebody and say, look, I've accomplished this stuff, it, it has an impact. If you just throw it at someone who doesn't know anything about the space or whatever, they'll look at it and they'll be like, wow, number one, number one, number one, number one. That helps his conversation on, on that level. Then you have Twin Galaxies at the macro level trying to tell all of the big companies, oh no, this shit matters. Oh, no, no. This matters. I'm sorry. What, what are you doing over in League of Legends? No, no, no. You're, you, that's great that you're, you're tracking tournaments. But outside of tournaments, what are you tracking? Nothing. Because you know why? You have nothing but much of online cheating going on. How about this? How about this? That bolsters the, the, my, the smaller conversation that Don might have with like a local place that might sponsor him because they, they can post up. So let me, move, let me move forward because I got more in this. I think the Twitter got stuck. The, the, uh, the chat? The chat, right? Well, there's chat there, that's moving up, and there's chat there, so no, they're they're going. All Test. Right. Dot yeah. Nemo got it. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm gonna let me just talk a little bit about the concept of max capping on games, and where some of the challenges uh, may exist in max capping a game. What happens is, is okay, so. So in PSI, right, since you're only measuring how many people are on a track, no track is max capped because the total value that's produced by that track is just dependent on how many people are on it. So it could be 10 or infinity. And what that means is a game that has a lot of people on it, it's not how many tracks it has. A game can have a million tracks, but if it doesn't have any competitors on it, that's irrelevant. What matters is, is how many people are on the tracks. So... You could have a game with a million people, and we'll call it Flappy Birds, right? And it will produce, quote unquote, a million PSI, right? And then you have another game, so theoretically, Ninja Gaiden, so, so right? So
1: theoretically, there's a lot of competition. There's
0: a, well, the, 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 what, what PSI suggests, okay, abstractly, is the more competition there is on something, doesn't matter what it is the harder it is to sit on top of it. So because it's harder to sit on top of something that has more competition, the abstract derivative from it is that it requires more skill. What kind of skill? What? It's not specifying. But there's an abstract concept there that says, the more people are trying to be number one, the harder you have to work at it to sit on top of it. So to the extent that PSI speaks to skill specifically, it is only in that abstract way. But one of the community issues with that is, and it relates to the semantics of using the word skill, because there's a lot of people in the community who are, much, who are a little more literal when it comes to the word skill. And so they want to see sort of a clearer... A clear connection between the word skill and actual video game mechanic skill. So, when you get into a scenario where you have Ninja Gaiden, which is a very hard game to play, quote unquote hard, right? Um, And you have Flappy Birds, which quote unquote is easy, right? But there's three people competing on Ninja Gaiden, it's only going to produce three PSI, right? And so then a problem, perceptual problem, starts to come in because there's this gamer argument, which I understand, which is well, wait a minute. These three people who are finishing Ninja Gaiden are, it takes way more skill by, we, by our perception than to just tap on the screen for Flappy Birds and get, uh, you know, 10,000 on Flappy Birds, right? So we, that, there's something wrong with, intrinsically, there's something wrong with PSI because of that. So one of the ideas to, to address that is um, to max cap what a game can produce in terms of value, right? So whether you choose, you know, 100 points, 1,000 points, it doesn't matter. Every game has a total amount of points. It's like a mine. It's like like there's a mine, there's gold in the mine, and you can only get so much gold out of each mine, period, and it just levels out, right? What that does is it will equalize, quantize is the word, right? It quantizes all the games, and it makes them essentially the same. Now, there are benefits to it, right? Like, it will encourage people to play different games because once you extract all of the gold out of that mine, you want to move to another gold mine and extract gold out of there and build your... Otherwise, you've topped off. Right, otherwise, you've topped off. Um, Now, the challenge, just as a... This... um, With max capping unto itself, just by itself, not adding other things like percentages and stuff like that, just just the, the problem with max capping is the resolution that you have at the top becomes flat, right? If you're, num- let's say you're number one on all of everything, um, you're, you basically peak and it's, what it's reflecting is, is your ability to get points out of that particular game and how you get those points out of that game is not necessarily measured by how many people are competing on it, it 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 could be as as has been proposed in a couple different ways. It it was uh, pulled out. It could be pulled out by your score differential between you and the peop- other people on on the leaderboard. Um, but because you have a total number of points for a game, all of the various ways to play the game underneath it become problematic. Because if you have a single game and a single track, Pac-Man. Most points, right? Highest score. Boom. If I sit at number one, I'm, and I get 2,000 points out of it, or 5,000 points, great. I'm number one, and that's clear, and everybody else underneath me gets their points relative to my score, okay. What happens if I create another track underneath that game, Pac-Man? Does You can't get any more points from that track, potentially, Right? So you either have to do one or two things. You either have to split points up between them, right? Or you have to start adding points into the system for every track that you add in order to create more value. But if you allow that, the points to go infinitely as you add tracks, you wind up with a similar measurement to PSI because because all PSI is doing is just adding more points as more people are, Right? And so you, you do no longer have a max cap anymore because your cap is just going up as you create. So then you, it's, so it gets tricky because you, as you, you're getting 5,000 points from your one track, you don't want any more tracks underneath you, right. like diluting you. But, but there are other ways to play the game. So I'm not saying that there isn't a way to solve that. All, what, what I'm saying, though, is, is that max capping solve some problems but generates its own set and it doesn't have it does not help the goal which is to try to generate economic opportunity through the statistics right because the, the first thing so so what's the best way I can explain it? like like
2: Jace, can I bring something up real quick?
0: Yes, please.
2: So uh, just uh, something I wanted to mention. I I get the idea of the marketing bit. Yes. Uh, Totally makes sense. Uh, um, But I think there's a risk there where if the leaderboards, like the PSI, ESA leaderboards, um, are not respected by the gaming community in general, I don't know how it's going to translate into the market. So I think there's a balance there. You want it to be appealing to marketing people and companies and sponsors. Um, but that's going to be difficult, I think, to sell if your number one guy is Flappy Birds. You know, what I mean?
0: it, you are 100% correct.
2: So there's a there's a, ba- there's a balance there I just yes, want to mention.
0: Yes, w- With without question. And I don't think PSI unto itself right now is in the answer. So... You're totally correct. And that's why, of course, we're all talking about this and all this, because the points that have been brought up by the community are valid. They're not invalid. But the, the challenge is, is how, do we, how do we scoop up those points at the same time trying to stay on the goal that was defined, right? Like, so let me keep going. Let me, let me just keep going, because we'll get to the. So then there's uh, John Petrick and others have brought up this percent differential it's, it's, uh, it was actually part of the stuff that you brought up too, as in, in uh, Don, in, in your equation, which is, why not you know, make the number one player, basically, the top, and then all the players underneath essentially just get a piece of what the number one player has earned, based on how close they are to the number one player. Starting off at 100%. Starting off at 100%, right? And that's inherently not a bad idea, because... You, we, you, now, we already have in Twin Galaxies percentages on the leaderboard. So you can see what percentage they are against the, the number one score. But across tracks, you know, trying to you know, derive points from this equation and then add them up across tracks, you will start to get uh, some visibility in terms of the quality of the scores. So I don't think that this part is a bad idea at all. The only thing it does not take into account is competitive levels. Because it, it, it's not factoring, if, if, if you're number one and you're just getting whatever 100% is, right? It, it's not related to how many people you're competing against. Okay? Your, your bonus is going to be related to how much you're beating the group by. And that's it. And that, that distance that you're beating a group by could be, between you and just one other person, or you and a million people. Makes no difference from the percentage calculation standpoint. So we're getting score quality, but we're not getting competitive levels measured, right? And why does that matter? So I go back to my goal, which is, if you're a company, you do want to know if someone's beating a million people. Because you already know that that one person is known by a million people because he's sitting on top of them all. And that's value to you in terms of eyeballs for that. So, so as, you, as the company, right, uh, who wants to put money in, I want to know competitive levels. It, it, that's a very important factor. As a game player, I want to know score quality. I want to know the difference. You know I, That, to me, starts to show skill, skill involved. So this is not a bad factor, for sure. So let Jeez. me Jace. Yes. Sorry, can, yes. can I throw out a, an idea? Well, we're going to get to the bottom, and then we'll have that, but yes.
2: Okay, Now I can wait if you
0: like All right, me. All right, yeah, 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 hold on. All right. All right, so let's keep, keep going. Game categorization. Okay, now this falls into, so the idea is, you know, you have all these levels producing all this PSI. It's not really levels that produce PSI. It is the competitors on the tracks, right? But then you get into this weird thing where you have 10 people, the same ten people, on ten levels in the same game, so it's generating from the same ten people hundred points, but it's only ten people, but it's different leaderboards. You know what I mean? Like so, so the idea, so so whether people articulate that exactly, what rubs them the wrong way is just that that tone, that that overarching thing. So you have so the idea is there's got to be a way to group shit together, right? Like. Guitar Hero is, is a classic thing that's, that's complained about. You have all these different songs that are tracked independently. Each one produces its own value. But it's just one game. But my God, Guitar Hero has so many tracks. It's like, it, you know, just that's that exactly one...
1: exactly what Racer's talking about.
0: Yeah, like, the, 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 so, so... So, okay. So, the, so, it's not... So, the, the, the thing is, it's like... I get the idea of game categorization, but now you start to move into the land of subjectivity, which is a very dangerous land to move into. That, that, like, I, don't, look, I don't disagree with these ideas, like, but, you ha- but please understand that the minute, even the smallest whiff of this game is harder than that game, this game should only yield this much relative to that game. What? Like the minute that we start to go down into that universe, that's going to crack open a can of worms of, well, why? Sim- why this? Why? Like, like, Sim- simply based upon the game? Simply based upon the game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Guitar Hero has all these tracks, so we need to just cap it off because, or it has, we need to cap it off because, like, it's a, that slope is so See, slippy. Here it is right here. <laughs> Everyone games. knows, yeah. yeah. The, the most is well, see, and so you, is is Zookeeper harder than Donkey Kong? Is it like, it, it's a very that is a now theoretically you could have some group, some group of champions, right? Create what they determine is harder, not as good. You know, like they can create that and how, like, and. You theoretically. Now please understand this too. You are talking about a lot of games and a lot of work. Just just let's just say we just said, fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna let's let's just say what's hard and what isn't. Just the act of doing that over all of the games that Twin Galaxies has inside of it is a shit ton of work for somebody to do. Let alone a group of people deciding, let alone it being correct, let alone I mean I mean it will be now, granted, if we had such a thing, it would make certain things easier because you actually would have an authority saying, this game is harder than that. These tracks are not as valuable as these tracks. It would, it would definitely create that order, for sure. But I would say it that, would, that create a mess. It would, it would the contention around that would be enormous, I think. And I'm not saying Twin Galaxies won't ever get there one day in the future, like, that it won't ever. I just personally think... Why don't we try to tackle this problem differently first and see if we can exhaust all of the other like, approaches before we head down the, 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 the hole of darkness? That, that's all I'm saying, right? So, so I get that, that people want some quantification of difficulty included. And it gets really, really hard. In fact, I think in the next one, well, no. It gets really, really hard because when you're talking about speed runs. Like, Jesse brought up a hugely valid point. i got to complete a game just to compete on this track. God damn. Show me, give me something for that. I mean, that's... So, I, so what PSI does not do, what ESI does not do at all is is attack that problem, which is a real problem. It's not, It's that problem is a real problem. It's going to have to be attacked somehow. Somehow, right? So... Because, yeah, you're completing a whole game to compete on that. And subjectively, you can say it's harder. But then you, you, so, but then you get into this philosophical thing, right? Well, you know, and I don't want to be that guy. I'm not trying to be like, I mean, there's a common sense factor that has to come in on some of this. Right? I, I believe that common sense has to come in on some of this. And you can't just philosophically argue Well, who's to say that it's harder to finish a speedrun than, you know, one... But then, my concern is, okay, so let's say somehow for total game completions, you quantify that as greater value somehow. Well, what about total level completions? Right, you have speedruns on levels and speedruns to complete the whole game. Should a speedrun on a level get... Like, like, where do you draw that line on the value? It's like, yeah. dude, welcome to my nightmare. So anyway, <laughs> just, just, just please know, currently, PSI is not designed yet. And it may never. There may have to be some other measurement system for total game completions and stuff like that that, that is independent of something like a PSI, which is a total possibility. that you you just set up different ways to look at things and you don't try to make the one unifying equation for everything, right? So, anyway, let me keep going. It was suggested that there be custom algorithms, right? So that you could basically punch in what do you want to measure everything by and then have it compute that against everybody. I love that idea. It would destroy our database because the computational, I mean that's just, I love that idea, right? It just totally takes the responsibility off Twin Galaxies entirely. Yeah, it makes it, says, it easy on you. Yeah, it just says, you guys, go ahead. Look at it however you want. I think it's amazing. But we don't have a server. We would need be freaking Amazon to 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 compute against 100 and some odd thousand tracks and the entire user, because every single time you compute it, it's got to look at everybody, all standings. Like, it, it's got to, for you to have the full list. So you just imagine a thousand people pumping in equations every day, like the the server would pass out. It would have a conniption. So the only reason we don't have custom algorithms is because of that. But I do think that we can move towards more ways of looking at this, like having more options. So the more difficult you make it for the server, the easier it would be for you. Yes. You just, you could just dump it off.
1: And the more difficult for you, the easier for the server. That's correct. So who do you want to favor? Well, you know the server or g there, there's other things we, we could do have a vote here. Do you like the server better or they, they
0: they hate me but okay. but i but here's the thing I, this is what I'll say is, look, we could eventually develop a premium option that you could pay for where we'd have a whole separate computer system that you could drive your own algorithms against and and you would wind up pay for the computing effort right? you want to do it all right, here's an option. go ahead, right and stuff like that like it, it, we, that th- those could be interesting ideas, but anyway um love custom algorithms, love it. I, we, I, it's beyond our capability right now. Just, It's just beyond us. All right. So let's go back to the community suggestions, um, which sort of conceptually, or it's like max cap, and percentage differential, and game categorization, and all this other stuff. What, what's the next slide? So the new ESI. So I want to hear what Don was going to suggest, because Don said he had an, has had an idea. Um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about what the, the, my current thinking is, some of the stuff that we've tried to model out to see what happens. Um, and, see, you know, because we're listening to all these things that people want for sure. There's, I mean, just got to, you know, figure it out. And, and um, you know, we essentially have a, a, a website that's a duplicate of Twin Galaxies that's basically like scratch paper. So we pump shit into it, see what happens to the whole damn thing, and go, "Ugh, oh, that's that, ugh," and then and then we keep doing that over and over because every time we try to pump stuff into it, I mean it takes days and days and days and days to compute out the result just to see that it's totally screwed up right so and and so so we, we, we take these ideas that we see on the on the boards, right and pump them in and go, "Okay, let's try this and try that." Um, but I want to hear I mean. Obviously, Don, I know that you have thought about this subject at length, so I'm very interested in, in what your thought is. Well, one idea that I just had while we, you were talking, that uh, it
2: doesn't solve all the problems. Uh, no, nothing will. A, nothing will. Um, but the idea, understandably, you want the comp- number of competitors to be involved in the calculation. And uh, a lot of people, I think, like the percentage idea because it shows, it, there's a number of advantages yes. to it, which I'll mention, I'll try to keep this brief. So imagine if you had Mario Brothers and there are 50 competitors on it and you are the number one score, yep. you have 100%, this is like a percentage thing, yep. uh, of 50 points. Yep. Why 50? Because there are 50 competitors. So let's say that you're second place and you have 80, you score 80 points on Mario Brothers or 80%, however you like it. Yep. Um, then you would get 40 PSI, 40 being their total number of competitors uh, being 50, and you get basically 80% of that, which would be 40. So that way you would get, the number of competitors would increase the available PSI and your percentage in there would determine how much of that you get. Now, not meaning, it's not like a pie chart where you right. each get a piece of the pie, but, you know, like with a percentage based. Yes. The advantage of that is the last place guy does get something, and if you improve your score but don't improve your placing, you also, you're improving your skill and therefore increasing your PSI, even if you don't overtake another person's place.
0: Congratulations. So, just an idea I had. Congratulations. You exactly described the new ESI, 100%. That's exactly Man. how it functions. Don't I is, win something? It's, you exactly described it. We modeled it out on the test site. It actually works, minus bugs that we have in our server. But um, so he, he, he completely, so, so here's what happens. Here's what, here's, in other words, here's basically what happens. The total value you can derive from a track is dependent on how many people are competing on it. But that being said, the amount, it's entirely percentage based. In, so, you, so the only thing that this does not address is Jesse's issue and inaugural scores, because when you have this one score, you can't get a percentage. Like, you can't get a point. I mean, unless you grant one point for an inaugural, right? But then that just becomes the new zero. So everyone will be fighting to be the inaugural. Right? So, so, so you have perfectly described the next test. Now, what, we can, what we'll do is we'll try to implement that and see how it vets out. We'll look at it. We'll identify whatever problems as a community, right? and then move through the next iteration of that. But it, it essentially is taking both and creating resolution of score quality and competitive levels, right? So it, it, what, what's interesting about you coming to that conclusion is because basically it's the only conclusion, we, like when you take all the feedback and all the impact and all, and all the stuff and the goal that's kept in mind, right? It drives you to that answer so eventually. Eventually, you land in that space somewhere. Um, now, in terms of inaugural scores, I was thinking, and this is just an idea, I don't have an answer, I was thinking that someone who does an inaugural score, gets, gets a first score, essentially also becomes a founder on the track, and we need to build a system that rewards track founders on a monthly basis, points, submission points, for their, and and that, those submission points are based on how many competitors are competing on their track, so it incentivizes people to make really good tracks, Mm. so, so if you have, like, you know, so if you wind up getting, like, 10 competitors on your track, you, you, your monthly dole of submission points comes into you, whether that's one point per person or fractional, I, I don't know, but the idea is that you, you get, can can you extend me a tiny bit, just a tiny bit, um, (laughs) The 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 idea is that by submitting your inaugural, you're going to get submission points at the very least. You become part of the growth pattern, and so you're benefiting that way as an idea. Now I don't yeah. know; it doesn't affect well, your PSI ESI, but it will. But it, you at least get something for your inaugural. Yep, you know,
2: Jace. You know what that solves? That kind of solves the. Um, is it worth my time to submit a score? If if there's a possibility to earn back those submission points, right. That that's a huge reward for people like me who really, I want to submit some scores, but I don't have all the time in the world to adjudicate properly. So right. you know, when I, I want to submit a score, it's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to put three points up because I ain't going to get any PSI, whatever. So I'm just going to, but right. if you do it that way, you know,
0: Yes, well, we plan on... There's, there's a few things that... Are, that so, so we definitely want to reward track founders who make good tracks that people compete on and have them get value for that, right? So, so it's, like, it's like they just... There's going to be some people who all they want to do is just make tracks that are awesome that, that, and promote them and then have people compete on them and they'll get, you know, points. Eventually, I'd like to move that also towards when we implement the bounty system and, people, and, and companies and people put cash up if, if, if that track is bountied, uh, let's say that someone puts $100 up, the creators of that track will get some percentage of the bounty for making a track that's so good that it got bountied on. Like, like there's, a sh- there's a share. I'd like to eventually move in, into that kind of direction too. Um, we're going to see credibility factor in more. Like one of the questions that we had a couple weeks ago was, can we please upload pictures into the database so that we can correct any errors we see? I, I want to have uh, only people at certain credibility levels be able to do that so that you basically earn your right to do that. Someone with a certain credibility is actually going to give a crap about the right picture being in the right game because you know, when we list our games you want the right picture and you don't want to just let anybody do it because next thing you know you'll see porn up there and stuff. So <clears throat> there's that. Uh, in terms of tribunals, I think we need to move towards a certain credibility level to be able to initiate them um, uh, and, you know, because... Uh, People who have high credibility, Billy, in our system are people who have been helping to adjudicate. They've, been help, they, they've, they've barely been participating. So you want to give them more authority and more ability to, to affect the system than people who just show up out of the blue and just can get registered, and then they just start trying to play havoc with, with the system. So uh, you're going to see more, more um, I, I guess, authority given to uh, certain credibility levels so that you can get there. And that's why, of course, you'll guard your credibility and you don't want to... By the way, I'm totally aware <coughs> of the, of the uh, rejection event that took place where 18 threads it's got Richard. rejected and all that other stuff. And that's a very complex problem. Uh, <clears throat> it's not as simple as it, as, as it looks. <coughs> um, uh, we're going to be... Um, I'll be looking at that with the community... And uh, because basically, I, I, can't, I can't explain it right now. But basically, a lot of people took a lot of credibility hits. Yeah. Anyway, isn't it great to see Jace get rattled? I just—it's just—it's like I—I I, I understand what happened. I know why. I, it's not this. It's not an error, but it's a—it's a issue with the system. <laughs> yeah, the credibility crash of twenty sixteen. Yes, totally.
1: Hey, get them done.
0: Um, <laughs> Before, because, I'm, because I'm low on time, I, I want to jump also to uh, Oracade. There, there was a question posted by uh, GGA Han. And um, the question basically is, <clears throat> and I can actually jump to it. And I'll be interested, Billy, in, in your thought on this. Is this doing it? Whenever I sit on them, it, it creates static. OK. So, GGA Han says, <clears throat> um, I would like to know your thoughts uh, on if Twin Galaxies and Oracade can coexist and both recognize and support each other if you feel a private conversation is needed, yada, yada, yada. He goes, Oracade tracks scores the same as TG but only tracks live performances done in the arcade witnessed by a referee. All games have, have a standing uh, board, and Oracade will not mark a score as world record if a higher score exists on Twin Galaxies under the same settings. Um... So, basically, he goes on and shows examples of it, like, and he shows that, they're, you know, that they have higher scores in Twin Galaxies, Twin Galaxies, higher, and that there's no coordination between the, the two entities, and then he sort of sums up with, you know, how can we both have world records with different scores? I think you agree we shouldn't. I would like to start a conversation on how we can start working towards a partnership of respect towards each other. Okay. So, let me explain this, because this is an important concept to get across. Twin Galaxies is not trying to say it's better than Arcade or better than any other place. Okay? Twin Galaxies is this sort of closed system that is trying to uh, compute the accomplishments in there for the purpose of creating opportunities for the players. And in order to do that, it has to have these records, these meticulous records that are all uniform as to how it has arrived to its conclusions. It can't have variations in the way that it's computing. It can't, so, so this has nothing to do with Orcade specifically or any other scoreboard specifically. But now, as you know, through the, the adjudication process we have, everything is like written down. Like right now, here's a perfect example. 18... Scores were got rejected. Everybody's in an uproar because they lost percentage points on their credibility. Um, but because Twin Galaxies today has total record of everything, of every vote, of every, everything's tied to it. We can reverse it. We can undo it. We can redistribute. The, we have a total dial. On there's no way anything on our system cannot be corrected or fixed without, and everything will adjust accordingly. It's a completely unified system. We can't an outside system isn't part of the unification. So if something happens out here, it can't adjust. And so when we cuz remember in the simplest terms, when we I go over to Nestlé and I say Twin Galaxies players are the greatest players ever. They have all these records. Here's how we compute it and I shove a bunch of data in front of them that actually corresponds unto itself without error, right? So when they dive in with their with their analytics, what they'll see is total consistency. One way or the other, they can disagree that twin galaxies is the best best scoreboard. That doesn't matter. All of our data. So then we say. So then I say, as someone who's trying to get opportunities, to say, okay, well, fine. You don't think this is the bomb? Who else? Who else? What other place is going to provide you this data? Go ahead. You go, go go to the speed demo archive. Go ahead. I'm sure they can produce. What they can't. They don't have. They're not. That's not what they're in the business of doing. Right. That's. So it's, it makes it very hard for Twin Galaxies to take outside adjudications. Now, with that being said, okay, so, so it's not personal, it has nothing to do with a value placement on any other scoreboard. If there's, I, I, compete everywhere, shit, right? That's okay. However, here's what we can do. As you're seeing us move, like if, if I go, I'm on Twin Galaxies here, I will look up, let's say, our our favorite example, Don Atreides, If this mouse actually lets me move, it's fighting me. I can't. Okay, there we go. Or here, I can uh, look up Barthax. So I click Barthax's profile. It's he's right there. So <clears throat> we show his profile right out of the gate. You're gonna see you see all of his scores, all of his rankings, everything, all of his achievements, right on his personal page, right. So what we can move towards is a a way on his personal page for his Oracade scores to be represented on his page. We could also evolve to allow like Xbox achievements and other things to be represented on his page. So it's like, here is my page. All my shit is right here, right? Now those... Orkade scores won't compute into the Twin Galaxies' computations, but they can be placed here on the user's page in
1: acknowledgement. They're recognized.
0: Yes. They're
1: not computated.
0: That's correct. Right? So so we can move into that direction, but we've moved away from single live referee. We've moved away from the idea of a single individual rendering a decision about a score, and then not having any record of it past that moment, right? So it's, we, because we can't produce records for it, like documentation. We need documentation in order. That's the only reason. Not, I'm not criticizing the way Orkade does. I, I'm sure all of their scores that they take in are legitimate and that their refs are doing the job and all that other stuff. No criticisms there. It's just that we don't have a record for it. And I saw in a thread Don suggested, well, why don't you just send in the, the video? My God, just send it in, right? Um, m- maybe they're not set up for that. Maybe they just don't want to do it. Maybe they just like the way Oracade does it. You know what I mean? Because Oracade effectively still can, you know, we have those private, those <clears throat> Lexmark. We have people who like to play privately and not reveal how they do things. Billy Mitchell. So... The, uh, you like that? Did you like that? Like I just tease him. I'm teasing him. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, but that's okay. Oralcade okay, can provide that. And I think Twin Galaxy should figure out a way so that those Oracle scores can be seen, right? And be part of the, the overall here's who I am. I'm Barthax. I've done all of these things. I'd also like to include on these profile pages uh, uh, the ability for you to write a simple bio that appears on the main page. I mean, right now you can click uh, the about me, and and learn about Barthax, but it doesn't really have like a text bio where you could say, you know, I'm Don Atreides. I can do ten jumping jacks, and I, you know, like you want to have that sort of show up along with nine the score, probably right? nine, nine. He can do nine jumping jacks. So, oh look, what a good day. Is the isn't the guy on the right the cheater of Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> That's a riot. <laughs> See? Welcome to live.
1: Now you know how politicians get
0: elected. There he goes. Let me, let me <laughs> tell you something. The, the guy on the right, my left, um, he plays so well, it looks like he's cheating. I, I get accused of that myself. Especially when I'm playing zookeeper. But, no. <laughs> no. Um, I can't wait, though, until... See, this is my... I'm trying to push... Mr. Mitchell, because let me, let me tell you a couple of things that you don't get to, to normally know about Mr. Mitchell, OK? First of all. So when I'm done, I get to embarrass you. you that, listen, right? I'm just, I, look, I got him here on the spot. He can, he can tell me when I'm lying, right? right? First of all, let me tell you this. When his lips are moving. The King of Kong is a, just a movie. <laughs> it's a movie, OK? I did not know Billy Mitchell at all until I got involved with Twin Galaxies, OK? So I just met him just as him. And I can just, I'm telling you point blank. He is nothing like the way that he was depicted in the film. No, in, now, the, in the film, they only showed the good stuff. They no, see, edited no, out no, all the bad stuff.
1: No, listen. Because they didn't want me to look too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so so I, I'm just telling you that now, I think The King of Kong is a very entertaining movie. I personally think that, look, no one wants to be depicted negatively in a movie. Nobody, right? But I tell Billy, I'm like, dude, that all that movie did was make you even more famous, and so, you know, people... But it's, it's not really... That's not really him, right? But you needed that kind of character, otherwise you got no movie. You got no movie. Without that, you got no movie.
1: He says, but right, I watched the documentary. Okay, I, okay. Yeah, but I mean, you've watched Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, of course. Does he walk out of the theater and start shooting people in the street?
0: Look, I'm telling you... you really you, think that? Listen, I am telling you, I have... I. I'm telling you. I just... I, now, that being I said... I actually
1: think that's the best part about everything that happens in drama is the fact that it captures some people so much, Look, it's unbelievable. It
0: has to... Look, I'm telling you this, Billy. Now, we've you talked... You have to be this character because if you're not, then the shit's less interesting in general in the space, as far as I'm concerned. I like the fact that you're, you're that guy and I, you play him well, but I'm telling you, this guy is like super family-oriented. Like, super family-oriented. Like, if, if you're calling him 9 out of 10 times, he's doing something for his family, with his family, 9 out of 10 times. And that, by the way, is by far, he has prioritized that so high, that's why he's not putting up all these scores and spending all this time. But I want him, his son, who I've met, is going off to college soon. He's going to be gone, out of the, out, out. And I'm trying to get him to get back into it. I'm going to say, oh, you're going to have more time. You can have a little more time. Yeah, you yeah, can do it right here. You can, I, like, I want him to, 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 to barely mention it up. Because I just think that just adds more color into the space. And you, regardless of what you think, the guy is very good at video games. There's, like, there's just no question about whether he's good at video games or not. It's a question of how much time he's able to spend on it. And he's been raising his... He's been having a family for the last 20 years. So, but soon, sir... You'll have, you, you, you'll be able to, uh, I'm just saying. Theoretically, you're right. Theore- I'm just saying. So I'm, co- I'm constantly trying to encourage him to, see, so I think if I can get Wes Copeland down here, try to beat Steve Sanders' score, and I can convince this guy to show up, and he's got to watch it happen. And he's competitive. You know, we're video gamers. It, it's going to, the fires, a little bit of fires will start to kind of go. It's my secret plan. Get him, get him fired up. And then next, and then I want him to walk in here with a videotape and put it in and show us like a six million score. Be like, oh, yeah, that was great, Wes. Great 3.3 million. Here's a 6 million tape. <laughs> and then, of course, he comes in with a tape, and I have nothing to play it on, because I'm Billy, this is a videotape. I, I, I need a... I don't have a VCR. <laughs> 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 it's not, I can't... <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, so I, in all honesty... Now, look, I know there's lots of you guys already think I'm a douchebag. All right, but that's fine, but... You're right, I, I've heard that, too. I've, look, I'm just simply saying that... I have not seen Billy Mitchell do anything bad to anybody at all. And I did not know him prior to the TG stuff. I, I He's he's never put any pressure on me about TG. He's not like he's... He, literally, him and Walter, when I stepped into TG, they were like, do your best. We'll support where we can. And, and they have not tried to... All I've ever seen is him at shows... Taking pictures of people, trying to be kind to them. I've seen him quietly behind the scenes help gamers around. Um, that is what I have seen. Now I don't say that to ruin his image of, of bad boy, okay? Because I like his King of Kong it, personally. I think it's just epic. He's, I love, I lo- love it. Now, I, if I was him, would I have liked it? No, I wouldn't have liked being depicted that way. But i I, it's, in any case. So you'd you'd rather be
1: a blonde-haired, blue-eyed good boy? Look, I, look.
2: <laughs>
1: you, I don't mean it's not money. If you were a blonde haired, blue eyed good boy,
0: you wouldn't have the girlfriend you have. You look, you have to have contrast. Okay? I run I, I'm the quote owner of Twin Galaxies, right? Yeah, you're a bad guy yourself. I there's <laughs> under no circumstance can I be I have, to, there's got to be some, like, I, there's got to be, no matter what, right? And uh, that's the thing. Y- you're, you've managed to get into a position where y- it's like you have preeminence. You're, you're that guy from King of Kong who's like, they're waiting for you to stab him in the back and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, it's, what would King of Kong be without that character? You've got to, what would it be, honestly? So, I know that you had to take it on the chin, but he, as a person, he's not that. Why didn't you play the really champ in person? Why didn't you? That pl- is
1: that is such a riot. Well you mean, look. The very the very first um, time we met, the very first filming at the Classic Gaming Expo. Right. The very first game, I you, got a kill screen. I got. Well, okay, okay. Wait a second. And then, throughout the weekend, this other guy. And the last day on Sunday got a kill screen, which is great. A lower score, but so what. And they left it out of the movie because it would have spoiled the whole movie. Uh, you, no, and then you have somebody on here well, who simply saw it on the screen like they see you here and all the struggles you have, and you can't seem to get your act together, so you're the bad guy here. Uh, look,
0: let me. I, I'm telling you this. I, I, just, I've I, I,
1: I think that's a right. Well, let, I, well, wait, wait. I oh. get a
0: kick out of it. I well, really do. Listen. The King of Kong was a movie that was edited for dramatic effect and it was a good movie and that is why it was popular. But, like, for example, there's a whole scene where Steve Wiebe is playing Donkey Kong and apparently Billy Mitchell comes in and doesn't even say hi to him. Okay? That, that do you honestly think that he came into there, ignored him, walked around everybody, and just left? That, like, do you honestly think that that's what he did? Like... No, and I just happen to have not. a
1: microphone on me, and you, just happen to say all the right things. You, you can't listen. That I answered the phone. World Record Headquarters.
0: I don't even have a home phone. How did I answer a it, the phone? It's a movie, but, it, look, but it's I a, th- it, it, look. he obviously said hi to Steve. I mean, all that. It's a movie, and I don't want to take anything away from the movie. It's a great movie, and but when you you can't ask questions like that because there's no sure, answer. There's no answer to it, right? Like. Like I get it, but it's it's not a documentary. It wasn't, it wasn't a documentary. You can ask
1: questions like that. I think it's fun.
0: I, I'm just saying, his, he's not who you think he is. I swear. Yeah, I'm not. I'm 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 not as nice as they make he, me out he, to be. See,
1: look up. <laughs> he's got he's got to maintain his billiness.
0: He's got to maintain his billiness. I'm I'm exposing all of his niceness, and I can't. I, I'm not i am not I guess I can't do that. But, um, cert, I can tell you this now. If he really was, what was depicted in King of Kong, I wouldn't sit, be sitting with him. Okay? No. I wouldn't be do it. Me. I just... I wouldn't do it. And, you know, I have been in this video game space. Look, who I am is who I am. I've been in the video game space publicly for more than 20 years. Obviously, I've been interacting with communities all over. So, if I'm a piece of crap, then the internet has that recorded. There's no way for me to have avoided that because <laughs> from all... From dealing, dealing with the Alien versus Predator franchise, all these, there's no way. So, I am what I am. And... You and, and that's it's so either so just take my word for what it is, right? Like I Billy's not a bad guy. I've met bad guys. Billy's not a bad guy at all. Although I love the he's a, he, I love his character. Like it's he, I, I I just like it. I like yeah. I like winners who act like they win. That's okay in video gaming, right? Like it's that's part of the competitive fun. It's like. Well, what I I didn't go there to lose. Yeah. See, to me, that's that's part of the the, the, just the natural crap talking that needs to take place to just make it even more fun. I think crap talking today in video games has the whole art of it has been lost. It's just you know it's just like it degrades into just name calling and racism and all this other. That's not proper video game trash talking, right? Like yeah, you
1: got to be like me. I'm not a racist. I hate everybody. See. There you
2: go.
0: So, you know, look, I'm glad that, that he happened to show up. I'm glad that you see it. You're seeing him just totally live as he is. Um, I hope, well, let me jump back because I think we're at the end of this. Yeah, weren't you supposed to
1: go to a commercial?
0: Yeah, at some point. Um, so, anyway, all props to Arcade. We, I do want those achievements represented at Twin Galaxies. We just can't co mingle. That, I, I don't know how to figure that one out. If someone can figure out how to properly co-mingle, other, other than that... Hey, Jace, Yeah. Just a quick thing about the arcade and the idea behind that.
2: Yeah. It goes back to an idea that I think Paul Tessie has. I might be giving him proper credit there, but um, about the idea of Twin Galaxy as, as a, a federating service. Right. His idea was for tournaments, for federating tournaments, but this kind of ties into that idea, I think.
0: Yes, you're right. And I think probably what should go... Or Arcade is sort of a preeminent thing, but in order to be listed on, say, the Twin Galaxies profile page structure, right, there would need to be some sort of qualifying nature of whatever that organization is, right? Should the IFPA uh, have a section? You know, those sections just aren't given away. Like, I, like, for instance, I'm good friends with the guy who runs all of Xbox, Phil Spencer, right? So if we were going to... Um, represent Xbox achievements on the Twin Gal- on, so, so if Don Atreides profile page is actually going to have a section where the, um, where the Xbox achievements are shown then Microsoft will have had to have met some certain standard of measurement or whatever, however it's doing it. So yeah, so I agree that there could be some sort of- you know, that dovetails into just me wanting Twin Gal- Galaxies to support local arcades, local- Local establishments that are trying to do tournaments and stuff like that. We've got to, and for those results to reflect on a Twin Galaxies page, right? Because here you have a situation where, I don't know, let's say Richie Knuckles is going to have a big tournament, right? And those results, Richie Knuckles with a Z. With a Z. You want those results, and so you win that tournament, wouldn't it be great if those results could show up on your Twin Galaxies profile page somehow in a way that's honored and and respected? Um, I think we have to figure out ways to move towards that so that we can be inclusive of those other areas of achievement. We just can't let it settle into the computations because the computations, I mean, the quantification has to really be really specific in order for me to walk into whatever, Warner Brothers or whatever, and, and make an argument. But I do think the overall aura of uh, here's my page, here are my video game accomplishments, here's everything that matters to me as a game player, I think Twin Galaxy should facilitate that, should, should have some way to, to do that. 100%. Hey, Jase, uh,
2: just a quick idea on that, on that topic. Um, it would be really cool if people could highlight specific
0: achievements that they thought were particularly um, noteworthy. Just yes.
2: like somebody to highlight it, but put them at the top.
0: Just an well, idea. So, so, so what I'm hoping, it may not work, but what I was hoping is the, the Chronicle blog function could be used for that. So, so like on your page, you could like basically post that on your wall. All of your subscribers and followers or friends on Twin Galaxies will receive that in their news feed. You're like, hey, dude, I just did this. And then it'll propagate that way. Um, I don't know if that will work because I, I don't know if people will be motivated to post it on their wall like, like Facebook, but um, that would, that's sort of the first baby step that I was thinking might work so that you can highlight, because that's another example where, let's say you go to Fun Spot and you do a record and, and um, you, you want to be able to highlight that somehow in Twin Galaxies. So if you have pictures <laughs> and all this other stuff, if you post it on your wall with links that should be able to propagate to all of your friends and all the people you want to know about that.
2: I, I think a lot of people do post their records on Facebook, at least I see them. Yes. Um, so it would be a really nice feature if you could post it on your T G blog and then share that blog post to Facebook. I think yes. that would be yeah. You're right. a yes. really effective way of doing that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And and yeah, for yeah. But I think that's a that's a must feature for it. Um, also tweet for you to be able to tweet it. So like it you could, I, what I think would be cool is if it would, we could make it so that it would auto-post, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you post it on your Twin Galaxies blog, it automatically will post a link on your Facebook, and it automatically posts to your Twitter, Twitter. We have that functionality for Twin Galaxies right now, where if I do a news update, it will auto-tweet with a screenshot and everything to Twin Galaxies Twitter. It, it We used to have it auto-Facebook, but then the system broke somehow, but... Yes, I, what I want is for video game players to put their video game life at Twin Galaxies because that's where everybody cares about it and that's where it can be measured and valued and that's where other outside entities can look at it and they take it off Facebook because Facebook is so wide and generic for, for everything, it's, it's, it's not a quantifier, right? So you're putting all this content up on Facebook and what are you getting for it? Like, you can't say, oh, well, hey, look at my Facebook page and all my video game achievements, uh, you know, Nestle. They're like, what? Doesn't make any sense. So I'm, I'm hoping, this is all baby step stuff. You right? Know, you
1: keep using Nestle as an example. Is that one you got on the fence?
0: Well, I know, yes. Well, I know Nestle. Nestle is like three miles from me here, because they're right there over in Glendale. They're Nestle corporate. It's awesome. You go over there, they have a whole store that's nothing but Nestle products. It's like walking into Wonkaville. It, it's like a store, but it's just nothing but chocolate bars, and, and you can just take whatever you want. You don't have to, like, buy anything, right? It's just like, yes, I'm going to visit Nestle. Um, that's why I say that. But, look, I, there, there's a lot of endemic uh, sponsors, like Logitech and, and, and you know, video game specific, but I think the real opportunity for our for players is outside of traditional video game sponsors. You know, it's freaking you know, Chiquita banana, and you know it's all these other companies that want to get in front of uh, video game players, but yeah. they don't know how. There's no access point that already spend a lot of money. They already spend a crap ton. That's yeah. the thing. They spend way more than Logitech, right? Like right. some huge amount of number. So all you have to do is get them involved in a way that they understand, and and I know how they can understand it, right? It's that's the thing. So. I'm working and working and working towards that. It's not like an overnight thing. It's not. It's it's going to take time, and I'm trying to get more modern games also involved in Twin Galaxies because they're just like so. You're seeing like H1Z1 players and communities sort of show up to Twin Galaxies. I would ask the community to do their best to help adjudicate these scores because if Twin Galaxies can prove so. So let me. This you'll find this interesting. So H1Z1 is this uh, first-person shooter type of a game. And uh, they have a, game, a, a, a thing called Battle Royale where basically 150 people go in and they, they play the last man standing. And that's the game. Um, in order... Right now, in order for the company that makes that game to know who's a good player, for real, is they have to hold an actual physical tournament somewhere, have players come in and try to compete. The reason they have to do that is because online people can cheat. They will they will equip their computers with the ability to see through walls, identify things, so, so, and there's no way to know if that person is cheating. So whatever statistics that they can pull out of the game on who's winning can be completely distorted based on someone having an aimbot or something like that. So all that's totally invalid. Twin Galaxies is this, intermi- is this intermediate space because when we set up a leaderboard, how many people can you kill before the end of the game? They have to submit all this evidence. And it precludes the ability to cheat because you can see what they're seeing while they're playing it. They've got to put in a video. So now you suddenly have this way to actually see who the best players are in this game. They have no other mechanism to do that. And it can be, it's a filtering device. And so Daybreak is sitting there looking at this and going, my God, we have this third-party ability to actually identify and qualify top players We could probably even build a Twin Galaxies server of our game that only let people on that have been proven not to be cheating, right? So, if Twin Galaxies is able to successfully build these leaderboards up and engage the community, and the community, like, they don't know anything about Twin Galaxies. They just show up and there's leaderboards. We have prizes, like if you're the number one right now. They show up and they're like, what is this? They're actually learning, wow, I can actually see that someone's not cheating. Because... They're used to having to live in a universe where people are just cheating all the time. Like they, they, There's nothing you can do about it. The, I, the, you go into a room, you're in, instantly shot in the head through a wall somehow, magically, right? They're used to living that way. Now they're starting to see So they're getting excited. And not kidding, on the Twin Galaxies leaderboard and the stuff that's in adjudication right now are from some of the best H1Z1 players on Earth. They have shown up. So Twin Galaxies has attracted the top, the best, Right? So if the adjudicating community could help and look at those submissions and um, help adjudicate them through, that would be great because it expands Twin Galaxies' reach into modern gaming. Because let me tell you, if we prove ourselves out on this Daybreak stuff, a whole bunch of other uh, big communities like that will want to come in and participate with Twin Galaxies. And that's just more opportunity for all the players, right? This is... When you, If you get Counter-Strike or some of these other uh, entities to, to come in and pay attention to it, suddenly they'll never know who Don Atreides is until that happens, right? But now they show up and they're going to say, who's this Don Atreides guy He just commented on my on my thing? And then they see, oh, Don Atreides has number one record, blah, 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 blah. I like the idea very much of world champions of different disciplines all interacting in, in Hogwarts, right? They're all there... Uh, interacting, different champions of different kinds, and they they, they all are together under (laughs) the the church of Twin Galaxies. That's what Twin Galaxies should be, right? So I appeal to the community, please look at those and try to encourage those H1Z1 players because that only helps the expand. I got another call from the people who make Smite, which is a a big sort of game, and they're looking to go into mobile. There's all these mobile developers that want to... um, Because mobile is cheated... If you look at, like, your top scores on a mobile game on your phone, they're all, like, the maxed out. Why? Because they're just cheated up the yin-yang, right? Like, you can't, they, there's so little effort in stopping cheating on mobile leaderboards that it's pointless, right? But you can see on the Twin Galaxies leaderboards, you can't, you're not cheating. Like, that, those scores are legit, right? So imagine now if mobile developers realize, wow, Twin Galaxies can be the leaderboards for our mobile games. So we're going to put bounties and money behind being number one on the Twin Galaxies scoreboard if you're good at Flappy Birds or Candy Crush, whatever it is, right? Lots of opportunity there. So um, all of this is in service to this generic push that Twin Galaxies is doing, which is saying players are what matter, not the games. The games are secondary to... It's like going to see a basketball game. It's not basketball that you're interested in. It, you're interested in watching the players. They're the content, right? Spe- like you, Billy, you're a perfect example of this. I, people don't come to watch Pac-Man. If you're going to play, they're coming to watch you. You're the content. That's, and so you're generating value from that. So the players should be the content. The entire video game industry is against this. Well, I'll give you an example. I was paid to go to a movie theater in New York.
1: Right. to play people traveled hours hours it was an area roped off and for five hours they got to see this here you're back and I got the nastiest letters the SOB he wouldn't say hi he didn't spend time he did nothing I drove all the way there and it's right it was stupid after that I started going to events I'd play for three minutes People watch, I turn on, oh, hi, yeah, talk to people, answer questions. Right. And ratings go through the roof. Right. You're 100% right. Yeah. The
0: gameplay on the screen means very little. Very little. Compared to the the players, right? And so that's all Twin Galaxies needs to be is this thing that helps propel players into the forefront um, and allow people over the course of their video game life to build, accumulate. I was number one in this back at this time. I was number two in this at this time, number three. Oh, 20 years of video game playing. I see the mass of it. I'm interested in having you on my Wheaties box. If you look at Twin Galaxies now, based on PSI, which we will we're improving, right, Don? It's going to get better. Uh, well, PSI will always stay PSI, which is just a flat measurement. But ESI it's going to get better. Will, will be will be the new sort no, of. In other words, it can't get worse. It can't get worse. But look, <laughs> under under ESI, Tom Duncan. Appears out of nowhere, right? He was like, you don't see him on the side because he's not on the side or whatever. But Tom Duncan clearly has skills. I, I mean, he clearly does. I don't know if you've ever met him. Have you met him? He does. Yes, once. The dude. So the system definitely bubbles up top players, right? But now Tom Duncan has an opportunity potentially to talk to, shit, I'll say it, Wheaties, right? And say, look, man, look. Here's a, here at Wheaties, now you can actually just click here and look and see everything that I did. And you might value it now, Wheaties, because now you can understand what I have done. And when I look at this, I'm like, this dude has played a serious amount of video games. There, you, can't, there's no, you can't get that number in the system without it. But when it. you get in the top ten players, yeah.
1: the actual player, the personality, the persona, and the way the public receives them will play an awful lot as to who actually gets on the Wheaties box. Number one or number three or number five. Well,
0: Yes, but I'm hoping to reduce that somewhat by simply people knowing twin galaxies, they're number three on Twin Galaxies. I don't care if they have the personality of a roof signal. Well you're correct on a Wheaties box. That has nothing to do with personality.
1: Right. right. But to uh talk show to to go to Jimmy Kimball's show, it'll make a difference.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, you got to. You know, the player has some responsibility to capitalize on the value they've created, of course, but but Twin Galaxies just has to make it as as accessible as possible, right? And so that's what I. That's how I see my job. My like. That's it. And you know, as far as you know.
2: Sorry. Was that stroka? Sorry. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Um, you know, I hope. Look at the one at the very top. Don't say nothing about it tampering with the video. Don't say that's just—I I, I think that's a riot.
0: Okay, first of all, look. I have to say something. I lazy <laughs> yeah, clock. Don't say nothing. Viddy, let me let me say. Billy Mitchell has extreme video editing skills. Okay. So tampering—he <laughs> tampers. Joke. Let me tell you something. If if it, you wouldn't know if he tampered because it's his video editing is so amazing. So th- that's all there's to I it. I don't even know how to spell video. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, There, there. listen, um, I do not, this is why, this is why I just want you to, to, when, when you get time, I want you to just come back because you don't have all the scores that you have because you suck at video games. You just don't. does isn't, so what I really want, and then I watched you when you went out to the Kong off four, was it? Didn't you just, didn't you play and put up like 700 or 800? No, I put up a kill screen on my first game. Just when you do it there, right? Right. And
1: it's not like you play all the time. No, but that was different. I was there, and remember, it's Richie Knuckles, Billy Mitchell presents the Kong-Off. Right. Well, Richie breaks his back, and he does, for six months to prepare for the Kong-Off, and I would never do it. Never. And he does it. Supposedly, once the Kong-Off starts, he falls on the couch, kind of like you, and does nothing. Right. And that's not quite true. But the fact is, that's when I have to pick up the microphone. I have to be me and I have to pump it up through the roof. Right. So the fact that I did a kill screen on the first shot and didn't have to worry about it anymore right. and I could do my job right. made it perfect. Right. But yeah. I, look. But there were a few of us there. I wasn't the only one who the last time I played Donkey Kong was at the previous Kong Off. Right. There were others too. And it's just some guys. Play six and eight hours a day. They really, really do. Right, and some guys
0: have other priorities. Look, I'm telling you, there's no reason for this guy to edit a videotape. Honest to God, like it, it's in. It, it, trust me, if, if he, shit, if you're gonna edit a tape, then really edit that shit, right? Like, cause, but if you're if you're able to drop a, well, you're dumb aggravating
1: because cons- now they're not gonna talk about the movie anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't. Even- well, look, the thing is, I didn't even submit a videotape. No, well look. Look. At this point, it's, it, look.
1: I think it's awesome.
0: I think that Donkey Kong is a very competitive track now, and is exciting for people because of all of this. But and do you
1: realize how some people get so captured in it? It's so cool. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. No. Of course. So. You need to be that guy. But I. I want but you I mean,
1: you think I get a? You don't think I get a kick out of the fact that I get a bouquet of roses that show up at my work from somebody I never met? Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sorry. I I mean, if it's ego, it's ego. But that's
0: cool. Listen,
1: there is only one Billy Mitchell. And 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 in the other room, we talked about one thing that I've achieved that you haven't. And not that you want to. That's true.
0: But you've... I have not achieved. There is something that, yes, that Billy Mitchell has achieved. And we'll leave that that for the next show. All right, I'll let it be a mystery. But, yes, he definitely has achieved something that I have not Um, but yeah, look, you know, he's, I don't want to dispel all the myths about Billy Mitchell because I've heard them all. Believe me. And, and, um, wait, you hear the bad ones. I've heard that you cheat. I've heard that you edit. I've heard that you, you know, I, all these sorts of things. And I'm just simply, what I can simply say is that adds to your mythology. Do you know that I get people who
1: accuse me of owning twin
0: galaxies? Yes, I know that for a fact. Oh! Roy Schilt called me. I talked to Roy Schilt. Who? He called me. And and I talked to him. I'm not familiar with him. And he felt that, he definitely felt that uh, there are other owners of Twin Galaxies besides me, and I was hiding that. So I I explained to him that there weren't. Well, I'm
1: here, and and the camera's rolling, and I can attest to the truth. There are other owners of Twin Galaxies, Great, and you're just pulling the wool over right. people's eyes. Okay, thanks for that. So, we're going to let lazy clocks run with that one.
0: Oh, I was talking about you, Galaxies thing, when you send in the videos of gameplay. Oh, yeah. Okay,
1: it's all, look, it's well, all good. Well, the other thing is, I always explain this to people when, we, when I'm at shows. Don't believe anything I say, because we're only having fun. It's Hollywood, it's not real. Oh my God! You're just adding to my. When somebody, when somebody stands up in the audience and they have a question, we give a, we, we do, we give a warning disclaimer, whatever you want to call it, ahead of time. If you're gonna ask us a question, we're gonna razz you a little bit. It's part of the fun. People
0: pay P- Billy Mitchell to show up, and if he was boring, they wouldn't want him to show up. Let me tell you. So. He,
1: With that in mind, there's two major things happening this weekend. That's why What's I'm happening? Here. What's happening this weekend? What are you doing? Tonight, I'm going to Eric Tesler's arcade.
0: Eric Tesler's arcade, he's going. In
1: Anaheim. In Anaheim. If I ever get there. If Jace ever stops talking, I'm just kidding. And the other one is out at the Museum of Pinball. I'm just not allowed to tell you what that is, because that's top secret. Secrets. He's going
0: secrets to Banning. Secrets. Uh, I'm gonna get chumpetized. <laughs> chum- I told dude first, I, Look, I want you to t- I want you to understand something. I like Roy Schilt. I think he's, Who? All, he's see. I we talked about his missile command issue. I, I told him, I said, dude, you need to make a missile command track. We'll call it the Roy Schild track, put exactly the settings it needs to be, and you know what? I'll we can move your score to that track. And then people can compete on the Roy Schild track. So cause cause we were talking about the different size the the I get his point, no no issue. But I kept on trying. To, I asked him. I go, and and to be fair to him, he wasn't angry or attacking me or anything. To be fair to him, you know, he his whole thing was, you know, there's a different cursor track speed setting uh, for the the size of the the ball, right? So if you have the big ball and it's set to fast, it makes it easier. Blah blah blah. I said yes, and he goes, well, you got scores in there that have different things. I go, there's. I don't, there's no way to know what score is what. I can't disambiguate that it's not possible. And he goes, yeah, okay, I could see that. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? I can't, he goes, well, you gotta, I said, dude, let's just make a track that specifically says it. We can move your track score over there and we're good. And he was like, okay. And I said, so just get on Twin Galaxies and create the track. I go, I'll even help sponsor it through so we can get it up there. And then that was the last that I heard. He, didn't, he, he, uh, he said, okay. And then I hadn't heard from him. Um, and that was pretty much... Oh, no. Well, then he sent me another message. He says he wants to come in and talk to me because he has an idea, has nothing to do with Missile Command, and it relates to his comic book. And I said, my hours, I'm up at like four in the morning. Five, I go, You're not gonna, we're, there's not going to be a good time. So just we can do a phone conversation or an email. So please do that. And then he said, oh, okay. And then that was the last I heard. Well, now that we're trying
1: to be truthful, I'll throw you under the bus again. All right. He's not lying. He sends me text messages at 4 o'clock in the morning his time. I wake up at 7 o'clock. The first thing on my phone chime in, it's him answering some questions that we were talking about.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, look, the, the amount of things that I have to do, like I, on average, will get three or four hours of sleep a day. And that's it. Because Twin Galaxies is a big responsibility, but I also have all these other. Somebody's talking about it different as hardware, as there were two different. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I know. I know the difference. I know. I. It's a legitimate thing that he's saying. But Twin Galaxies did not record in its data the difference. It just kept the scores. Musical Man score got it. Whether it was fast cursor, slow cursor. That's why when it eventually came up, it says player's choice, because there was no way to to separate the historic scores from the new. Like there was no. It what just. This is the kind of thing that's not happened in the, the TGSAP today, okay? That's just, those are the kind of things that have been eliminated. But look, that's just, that's just how it was. Um, yeah, so we're, look, I, 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 I think Roy Schultz's c- concern, who, exactly, uh, was valid. I see it, we can create a separate track, problem solved, no issue there. We can move his score, all good. So there's no issue there. Um, Billy Mitchell is not a bad person, although I, I, I don't, I, I like his, I like his theme. I like, he's got to be the bad boy of, of Donkey Kong. Like, come on. I mean, I'm not trying to dispel that, right? But I, look, I wouldn't, I'm just saying. And um, I've talked to Seth Gordon, by the way, uh, really? at length. He's the, the, the executive producer, producer of uh, King of Kong. I've asked him specifically. I, you know, I said, "Dude, you got a whole bunch of people in the community who are like pissed off at what you did." He's like, "Yeah, I know," uh, but at the same time, he's like, "You know, I had to make a movie that was successful, and I did that, and that's what it was." I'm like, "Well, okay, well, I get that," and um, you know, but I don't understand. They told their own narrative.
1: For example, they made other movies, New York Dolls.
0: Okay. Did anybody yeah, but,
1: get? Did anybody get worked up at that? But it's but it, 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 this but is it's a, a passionate movie.
0: area. Look. Here are things that I can just tell you. King of Kong is a docudrama, okay? There's lots of things that were totally rearranged. And it's just... It's just, a, just enjoy it as a movie, okay? Uh, you got guys like... Yeah, what's took, his name? Tim... They, they took out all the bad Scurby, stuff. Scurby, is it? I, I, I know his name, like, Abigail Marie or something like that. He's pissed because his whole score got right. omitted from the, the, the dialogue of right. it, right? And he shouldn't have been. And, and he shouldn't have been. But that has nothing to do with Billy Mitchell or Steve Wiebe. The, neither... Nobody had a say in that other than seth gordon i'm telling you this it's a fact okay they no did he did he get shafted by them omitting it totally but But that's the bottom line but it
1: would have made a lousy movie if they didn't
0: they just all they did was make a movie that is designed to make money that's what they did what i'm not putting a judgment on it that's what they did so does that mean you're creating the twin galaxies for nothing but to make money no, Ooh, now I'm really
1: crossing a line. No, because and here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Me, why? I, let, because we're not making any money? No, that's a good
0: question. Uh, let, let me tell you this. I have made money. All the money that I've made in my life has come from my interest in video games, okay? I'm not a... It's not like I made money somewhere else and then got interested in video games. My whole career, from the very beginning, has been in video games since I started... Uh, working professionally in 1990 at Broderbund Software. My whole life has been video games. I've been playing them since there've been games, right? Since Pong, since, since the whole thing. I was not popular in school. I was the total like I. So I am what I am purely out of the video game lifestyle, hundred percent. Whatever celebrity that I know or don't know or you or whatever is only because I met them through. Video, the adventures of video games. It's always bothered me that video game as an activity and a lifestyle is viewed negatively or diminished as not serious or as valid. It just bothers the shit out of me. I knew what Twin Galaxies was when it was born. I'm old enough to have been, I saw the magazines, wanted to compete, all that stuff, all of that. So to me, Twin Galaxies always has embodied The idea of the culture. So I get into a place. I get older. I accomplish certain things. I've made big. big, I've done all these big things. Right? Great. Whatever. But it's never been about me. I'm not like a a, a self-promoter. Well, well, I was that way. Like I I, was only kidding. You seem to be pretty defensive here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so, so all of what I'm saying is, is, is when I. I only got involved with Twin Galaxies because I wanted to do a Twin Galaxies show on live, you know, like a world record show. And then I found Twin Galaxies in total decimation. People hating on it. Uh, uh, one of the owners literally wanting to destroy it. Literally. Hates you. Hates everyone. Felt totally. And I was like, what And I realized that I can't have this. I can't have Twin Galaxies just be in the dirt. It, it, it represents a life I've lived. And so for me personally, I want to elevate Twin Galaxies for my own selfish reasons of basically being able to say, no, a life spent in the pursuit of video game culture is not uh, a diminished one. Mm -hmm. And Twin Galaxies can represent that in a larger scale. I I don't know if that makes sense, but but that's what I'm doing. I don't want to
1: lose the board. I want you to know the coolest thing about being here See Lazy Clocks at the top and then further down? Yes. That's the coolest person on the board or
0: on the couch. It's all about money at the end of the day. I don't care if I I like like Lazy Clocks. If we do something fancy here, Lazy Clocks has got to be here. Hey, look, if Twin Twin Galaxies makes money or not, not, that's not, for me, it's not going to change my life one way or the other. So I'm more interested in the longer term total permanent effect of uplifting twin galaxies. In the short term, I just have to lose money, take arrows, whatever it is. Um, but but everybody is well intended. There's nothing but passion around it and that's why I like being around it. And I'm not like to me everybody's the same. Like I don't I just don't have anything I don't I don't have anything to, to prove. I just want to I can't let twin galaxies be in the dirt. No. Again, it's not happening. It's not being in the dirt. Absolutely not. And that's it. So I'm going to do what I can until I drop. I mean, I'm definitely in the hole on this. There's, that's that's, that's not a, no, no question about it. But For now. That's okay. For now. I, look, man, I,
1: I have... All of this hard work cannot go without com- look, w- without coming together.
0: I have received if you messages... You up against
1: the wall, it's going to stick.
0: That, that's true. This is confidential, Gall. Well, Look, I have received random messages in my life from people who are deep in the video game culture and they want to kill themselves. And they come to me like out of the blue, I don't even know them. And they think, like, somehow they're like, I want to kill myself, people don't understand me. And they're deadly serious. And I just think, wow, first of all, don't kill yourself. And this is like way more than once, okay? That kind of negative pr- oppression has to come to an end. And they come to me because they think I'll understand, because they identify, oh, Jace would know. So, so to me, even if, I, if it, like, it, there's a greater good I'm trying to accomplish here in some abstract way that if I can help elevate the self-esteems of people who I identify, the people who would be my friends in junior high, the people who, like all those people, then I want to do that. I want to try to help where I can. And shit, man, this is video games. It's all fun. Like to me, if, if you're going to spend your time doing something, do something that's totally fun, video games, crap. Mr. So Don, help me out here. Have you heard him talk this
1: passionate, or is, uh, am I just pulling this out no, of you? <laughs> you know, has he talked this passionate, this openly, and pouring his heart out to the viewers? You're asking me?
0: You.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, he does.
0: Okay. It's, it's for people well, then it's to a, believe me or not. But, well, then, and, I don't,
1: and I don't. Well, then it's gonna to come together. That's what happened with Disney. Remember, Disney failed five times before he succeeded.
0: Well, I, I don't want to fail everybody. You know? no. I, it's, I, that's, that's for sure. I, I, I know everybody wants this shit to work, and everybody's just trying to make it work. That, that's, and it's just we're just gonna all bump into each other, and it's all right. You know, like, it's. You, I like the fact that you're even here helping. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do shit. You can just, you're Billy, Bunchy. you can just don't, You, you're already, you're on your own universe, right? And, and um you know i talk to walter just texting. me i talked to Wal- people don't know here's things people don't know i talk to walter all the time Who? right um like you and i correspond uh you know i'm talking to guinness frequently because they they're if you notice guinness has shut down their challengers website if you go to challengers.guinness.com it's gone like they they, they guinness, there's all of these things that i'm doing that people don't know and Will never right for the sole purpose of trying to move. It's not just twin galaxies. It's a whole concept of of, of people. I just I showed you stuff we're doing upstairs, right? That are that's going to be a it's a big deal. It's makes twin galaxies even more relevant and all this other stuff. I can't tell everybody everything I'm always doing because um, until it's like ready, done cooking, um, a lot of the times the partners that I'm trying to do it with don't want it disclosed. So I'm like, well, okay. Well, I can't. What can I do? So, but my my goal is always the same. Um, and it's just like the it's just like this whole group should get the kind of respect that other players get in other c- categories. You know, well,
1: one of the one of the most boring things I say at every darn show I go to, every convention. I'll say it here. What do you it's say? So boring. What I'm does he sorry. say? But when you look at something really boring. Like bowling, like shooting pool. Nobody ever sits on a couch and says, "Hey, you want to go bowling?" Ever. I, I, I've, never, I've never heard her or... Bowling exists because of an organization, because of leagues, because of rules, right uh, A heritage of history. and it's all been organized by somebody like you, only in bowling and now it is what it is and it's on TV and it's on ESPN the same with pool i mean how excited is it to sit there and watch somebody shoot, i mean shoot a pool ball right a poker no i mean i mean zip it's because of the fact that it's organized into a gameplay with leagues contests it creates a social atmosphere and that's what was missed in the video game world in the 1980s and that's what you're putting together here today Trying. But, you know, it requires everybody. With organization, it'll survive and thrive forever. It'll be on TV. It'll, people watch bowling that don't ever bowl. Right. That don't have an appreciation for it. Right. There's people that go to the Kong off and watch the Kong off who don't play Donkey Kong. Right. But they can understand the drama on the screen. Oh, yeah. So the fact of the matter is people will grasp onto what you're putting together here simply because they understand the drama on the screen. They can't do it. They can't ever do it. Right. People like to watch Tiger Woods play golf. They can't do it. But it's been put together the right way. That's what you're doing. Try em. Now, that's really, really boring. Yeah. But it's the truth. Somebody says... Uh,
0: Bow- bowling and pull out are that big of a draw compared to sports like football and basketball. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, right. eSports is definitely a bigger draw. And I, I think um, competitive gaming is the ultimate draw. If you can make people feel like their game, you know, it's uh, cool. bejeweled, your, your grandma who's playing Bejeweled suddenly <laughs> is a world champion, that's interesting. I thought it was fascinating that one woman, uh, Doris is her name, uh, who played q Who? Doris. <laughs> you're Doris, yeah. Um, like that's, more people need to know about her, you know, okay, or so her accomplishments.
1: I like this. It says, actually, I went bowling with my friends on my birthday. It was fun, haha. ha. Same with poker, they have slot machines, old arcade games. It doesn't matter what you say; somebody always wants to one up you. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> to be honest, I think um, I think that the traditional sports are going to shrink um, as time goes on. I think video games will fill that gap. And the reason I feel that way is because you know people who become professional baseball players um, or even just interested in it played it in their youth, right? right. That's where you get the bug. Nowadays. Video games are ubiquitous, so right. there are a lot more people that play video games than play baseball or, or sports in general. Uh, I would say I, I they're agree not exclusive you. by any means, but
0: no, I, those I agree age. with you. I totally agree. In fact, I think it's going to become more of a thing because they're more accessible. You, exactly. some, you know, you, you, Billy Mitchell is not going to be in the NBA, right? Like, like, and so you watch an NBA player and go wow, 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 but you don't think, oh, I'm going to go out there, but maybe, maybe he's really good at. Candy Crush, you know, like there, he sits at the bus stop 20 minutes a day and he Candy Crushes it up and then, oh, you know, so I think it's the accessibility is a more mainstream, the mass participation is, uh I got one and a half minutes left. Uh, the mass participation is, will be good. Um, so I totally agree with you and I think it's up to Twin Galaxies to help to bring order to that universe because everybody else is approaching it from uh, like a Activision or Electronic Arts is approaching it from a video game sales perspective. They want to own their own audience and produce more product and sell more product to that audience. And, and it, the player has no place in that. The player is a consumer. So um, they're not interested in creating a conduit by which a top Call of Duty player can transition over to Riot's League of Legends, right? Or, or a game that's outside of their publishing empire. That's, they, they're not going to build those bridges. It's not in their economic interest. So uh, unless something like a Twin Galaxies is focused on creating that atmosphere and those conversations, it will always be these silos, these, these, these and the, the popular game of the month is going to win right. out. Yeah. The truth is, for 35 years, the
1: only organization that has given any respect to the players is Twin Galaxies. Yeah. It's the only
0: one I know of. Well, it's because that's all it does. It doesn't, right. doesn't sell games. It's right. not selling anything to you. Oh, I got 13 seconds. Anything left the last 13? Well, I'll
1: give you a little Billy Mitchell here. How come they're saying, oh, great show, great interview. Thank you, Billy. Come back soon. They don't say anything about you. No. <laughs> Man, that ended perfect, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, we're out. Sorry, Thanks. I, didn't, I didn't hit you Th- too hard, did I? I hurt left a bruise. <laughs> Thanks, Skype, for, for being in, adding to the conversation. We're going to head out now. Thanks.